give the line. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000 and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WN. Want even more excitement on game day? It's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you could win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Sweat it out, watch your entry update in real time, and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with prize picks. And right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. Prize picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for more details. Listen, you can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Oh, Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. And a good Tuesday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on Nashville Sports Radio. Darren and Justin here with you for the next two hours, and we are live here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. For the next two hours, DJ Damon is alongside. Our phone number is 615-844-5600. You can also watch the show every day on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Don't forget, if you go to our YouTube page... McFarland show and in the search you type in WNSR live all one word uh you can get on there and you can chat with us so hey that's been going well this week so we it appreciate has. it Eric and Columbia is already in there Eric thanks for listening thank you Eric. and uh he is happy about the new head coach hire so that's where we will start last night at about I don't know what was it about seven a little bit after seven o'clock seven fifteen seven thirty somewhere in there somewhere in that range somewhere in that window uh, the news started getting out that it looked like the Titans uh, because Brian Callahan had his second interview yesterday in person. That was his first time in person. And Brian Callahan, the news got out that the Titans were uh, trying to finalize the deal. In other words, they didn't want him to get away. No. Brian Callahan was interviewing for a lot of jobs. Clearly, they identified him as their guy after interviewing 10 total candidates. Mike McDonald, Ravens DC, Antonio Pierce, who have, uh, eventually became the Raiders' new head coach, which 
is still weird that uh, he was out there inter- doing interviews. Mike Kafka, Giants OC, Dan Quinn, the Cowboys DC, Thomas Brown, Carolina's OC, Bobby Slowick. Uh, Slowick, Slowick, right? Bobby Slowick? Slowick. Slowick. Uh, I don't know why I just stumbled on that. Texans OC, Brian Johnson, who needed a job. He's the Eagles OC because yeah. I don't think he's... He was dismissed today. Yeah, he's no longer the Eagles OC. Um, Aaron Glenn, Lions defensive coordinator. He's busy. David Shaw, yes, the longtime Stanford coach. And, of course, Brian Callahan, who uh, has been named the new head coach of the Tennessee Titans. He was the Bengals OC for the last five years. I said this several times mm-hmm. during this search on this show. We don't know. Like we can all give opinions, and I get it. We're all we're paid to get. We are paid to give opinions. We are. You out there listening are well within your rights to call in. Please do text in. Please do tweet us on our YouTube page. Write whatever comments you have. You can. Everybody is allowed to to comment. But the reality is, as I said during this process when we talked about it, other than Dan Quinn. And Antonio Pierce for a smidge of yeah, this season. Have a sample there. We don't have a clue no. what these guys look like with the head coaching hat on. No. We saw it from Dan Quinn in Atlanta. He took the Falcons to the Super Bowl and they had one of the biggest gags in Super Bowl history. Or yeah. actually it was the biggest it gag. It was the biggest, yeah. In Super Bowl history. But we saw him as a head coach and he had obviously success in he Atlanta. Did. It didn't end well. No. It never does when you get fired. Okay. But we saw it for years. And Again, Antonio Pierce is a former player and took over when the Raiders finally moved on from the disaster that was uh, Josh McDaniel. Mm-hmm. And Antonio Pierce became the interim. Did a good job for the rest of the season. Yeah. Other than that, they're just names. Like, we don't really, because we're not stuck. Like, don't give me this that, you know, you were studying, you know, Bobby Slowing no, or Thomas Brown. Nobody was paying attention to Thomas Brown. It was the OC for the Carolina Panthers. I, I don't know if you tried to watch a game this year. It, you should be paid to watch the Carolina Panthers. They were not a fun watch. Quite honestly, the Titans weren't either. They were boring. We talked about it. And hopefully that's all going to change with Brian Callahan. And I said, Justin, with all that being said, because yes. I asked you, I put you on the spot. You did. I said, just pick one. I get it. We don't know. We don't know. Just pick one. Yeah. Like, who do you who do you like? Who would you like to see? And then I answered it after yes, you. Yes, you did. Because you said. I did. Uh, that you you would go with, I forgot, who, who did you say? I said, uh, I'm interested in both Kafka, um, you know, for the, the, the offensive coordinator for the Giants because he was the former quarterback. And I also said uh, Pierce? Antonio said, Pierce, said yeah, Pierce yeah. because we had already seen him. So yeah. those were my two that yeah. intrigued me the most. And I followed up and said, look, I, if I were to s- just pick one and say, which one do I favor in this group, I favor Brian Callahan, and here's why. Mm-hmm. And I get went over my list. Yes, he's been an OC for five years in Cincinnati. That's hard to do. Yeah, coordinators traditionally don't last that long. He doesn't call the plays, but he's the OC. Yes, and so usually when they, if there's ever a bad patch, they start with coordinators. They don't start with the usually the coordinators get their legs cut out first, right? The firing squad yeah. has to start yeah. somewhere. And it usually starts with the coordinators until it eventually get the head coach. He's been there five years as a coordinator. That's pretty impressive. Very good. Look around the league. Yeah. How many coordinators have been there five years in that in that position? Don't get that run very with often. that same team. No. 
it's not I don't know the I don't know the number, but I'd say it's pretty light. It's a very, very small list yeah. of coordinators that have been with that team as that coordinator for five or more years. Yeah, I would agree. Right? And the other thing is I said, look, I, I don't know. I, I just believe in this. I've talked to enough people, whether it's coaches or players or, or front office people over the years, that I do believe there's something to this. And I said, the fact that he grew up in a household where his father was a is a coach, he has a coach mentality, mm-hmm. he's been an NFL head coach twice and having that growing up around that gives him an advantage i just like i think players who grew up around dads who played and kids it gives them an advantage in life it doesn't guarantee anything it just means they have advantages that we didn't have justin growing up i would agree because our dads didn't play professional ball no they didn't i wish they did but they did that'd been cool okay it would have been really cool yeah but it didn't happen it did not and so and obviously, you know, Brian Callahan and Cincinnati has had success with the offense. So those were some of my reasons. Uh, he, and he looks like one of those just kind of up-and-coming guys. He looks like a, look, you said that promo's been running on the station. It's time to burn it down to the studs. Yeah. Okay? I agree. Well, this is burning it down to the studs. Would you agree? Yes. Brian Callahan is burning it oh. down to the studs. Oh, this is... Yeah, we're getting new studs, as a matter of fact. It's not even burning down to the studs. The studs are going to, like, you know, this... So you're demolishing the house. This is complete demolishment here because the philosophy of the entire organization for the first time in a long time is going to change because it's going to be forced to change because the person in charge who is now in charge of the football operations, the head coach, doesn't know any other way except for the way that this team has not been doing it for the last 30 years. And it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird, and that's okay. Weird is okay in this situation. It really is. Um, because uh, Brian Callahan is not, is not like any other coach that this team has had since they've been here. He is not. He is the complete, I don't want to say opposite, but he has a lot more, you know, things that are not similar than similar. Well, one of the things that we've talked about on the show that you've brought up is he did not play past college. No. He played at UCLA and that was it. He was a walk-on. That was the at end UCLA of his playing career. At quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, and and that's it. And then went into coaching in 2010 and has been going on since then. Now, here's what I want to say very quickly about about Brian Callahan and and bringing him in. And People have been asking me all day, do I like the hire or do I not like the hire and all this kind of thing. And what I have said is this. I don't dislike it. I don't know if I like it yet because I don't really know anything about uh, you know, Brian Callahan enough to say, oh, I love it. Bring him in. I can't wait. Let's, you know, The winds are going to start rolling in now because Brian Callahan is getting to town. I don't know that. And neither do you or anybody else. Um, so we don't know if Brian Callahan is you know, the, the second coming of Andy Reid, or we don't know if Brian Callahan is Eric Mangini or Adam Gage, uh, who also looked like brilliant coordinators when they were hired to and then became head coaches. And remember Mangenius and all that, that Peyton Manning seal of approval, on, and then it just, just died a terrible death um, there in the NFL. So I don't know which one Brian Callahan is. I have no idea. I have no idea. I hope he's closer to Andy Reid than he is to Eric Mangini. I, I hope so, for the sake of the franchise. I, I will say this. 
what's going to be different, everyone, and, and we're going to play a little bit of sound from uh, Brian Callahan coming up here in a few minutes if we get a chance. But what's going to be different is for the first time in a long time, uh, for the first time since probably the run and shoot in this offense, there's going to be a pass first philosophy in the building. It's going to be pass first. It is not going to be run first. It is no longer uh, run the ball and stop the run, which has been the trademark of Tennessee Titans football for the last however long. That is leaving the building. It is going to be about throwing the football. It is going to be 2024 going forward football because that is all Brian Callahan knows. And just to go back real quick, 2002, when his father was coaching the Oakland Raiders, Mm -hmm. Rich Gannon was their quarterback. He won the MVP that year in 2002, the year they went to the Super Bowl. Do you know he had 4,600 yards passing that year in 2002? Yeah, I kind of feel, who did they beat to go to the Super Bowl? They beat the Tennessee Titans. Oh, they beat the Titans. They yeah, did. I remember that team well. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Tim Brown yeah. and Jerry Rice, mm-hmm. you know, on that team, crossing patterns. They were actually ahead of their time. They really were. Mm-hmm. That 2002 Oakland team was ahead of their time with their offense. Um, they have 4,600 yards in that NFL mm-hmm. when they could actually still hit people going across the middle and all that. That was difficult. So the fact that he had that kind of offense, and that was his father, I know, but the fact that that is the DNA that's being passed down to this gentleman, this gentleman has coached multiple quarterbacks who've had over 4,000 yards passing. And then you just said it. It's Rich Gannon. It's Rich Gannon. Rich Gannon, not Rich Gannon in Canton. No. Rich Gannon is not in Canton. No, he's not. Rich Gannon won't be in Canton. No, he won't. But Rich Gannon Who was took a, to the Super Bowl. a decent quarterback. Well, he got... He was but one of those weird deals. He became like Geno an MVP Smith. quarterback. Well, it was like Geno Smith, right? It was like yeah. late in his career, he yes. burst onto the scene. He burst onto the scene. He was he was all right, and then he became they got in the then right system, a, yeah, and, yeah. and he took off. Yeah. Just took off, and he found something he did well and was able to do it. But to, to go for 4,600 yards was a lot back then, and they were way ahead of their time. The fact that this gentleman here has coached multiple, multiple quarterbacks to 4,000 yards passing. Darren, when's the last time the Titans have had a 4,000-yard passer? Uh, I would say never. You would never. Never. That, that would be never. So, I mean, the, the the fact that 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 kind of offense and thought— Not sure they've gotten to three. Well, they've gotten to three. But, uh, you know— <laughs> Barely. The, the thought that that kind of offense is coming to town is going to change everything for this franchise. And that means—Darren, that means— that I don't think we're going to see Eddie George, Chris Johnson, and Derrick Henry and their likes in here in the in the near future because this particular style of offense won't even be looking for those kinds of guys. They are not going to even be looking for bell cow running backs. They are going to be looking to throw the football. It's going to be weird. It's going to be different. It is going to be very different. You know, you know what's going to be? It's going to be like UT fans watching last year. Last year, UT football when they were lighting up the scoreboard with Hendon Hooker, it was a lot of fun to watch. But it was weird. Two years ago. Two years ago. Two years ago. It was weird. It was weird to watch. It was like, what is this? Where's the running back? Where's the power T? All that stuff had left the building. It was hurry up and flinging the ball around the field. It was a lot of fun, but it was strange. And I think that's what we're going to see at Nissan Stadium. Mm, I hope so.
Listen, that's you're what he's saying. You're that's saying they're going to score more than 17 points a game? Well, the the history would show us that that's the only way they're going to get in the 20s. That's the only way this coach knows how to do it. Well, I'd say now, they're, now they're, I don't know. They will it, have success. Is it going to work? I don't know. Now, see, that's the trick. Can you find a quarterback? Can you find players to execute the system that you have in mind? I don't know the answer to that. But you know the the history been indicated. There's only one way this gentleman knows how to coach football, and that's wide open throwing the ball. We'll come back. We'll go to Cincinnati. Charlie Goldsmith covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. We're going to ask him about the new hire of the Titans. He's been around Brian Callahan. Let's learn a little bit more about the new head coach of the Titans. We'll go to Cincinnati. And we'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports and now, Radio. The fine folks at The Fence Man are on the air reminding motorists to slow down on our roads, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. It can wait. This message is courtesy of The Fence Man, your local fence builder for over 35 years. Call Johnny today for all your fencing needs at 615 498 0492. 615 498 0492. The Fence Man. The professionals who care. Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on Prize Picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks, and with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, Prize Picks is the place to play this season. Prize Picks has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime, Prize Picks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prize picks. Daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details. Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy. Rizm Kism of Rizza, a prescription only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin. And that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more. With 13 locations nationally, including Smyrna, Star Leasing Company is a semi-trailer one-stop shop and the perfect place to build a career as a semi-trailer mechanic. Seeking candidates with all levels of experience, Star Leasing Company has a semi-trailer technician trainee program with sign-on and quarterly bonuses and other opportunities such as $1,000 for having a yearly physical. Package also includes 401k with company match, health, dental, and vision and insure competitive pay with weekly paychecks and paid holidays and time off. Star Leasing Company, not your typical semi-trailer leasing company. It's starleasing.com to learn more. 
It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I said all day yesterday on the show that you don't hand a microphone to a guy when the season's over to address the crowd if he's coming back. No, he he's not coming back. So we can back. stop saying if he doesn't come back. But today, now you really let me back. reiterate, <laughs> for sure, gone. Look forward to the ceremony. You can put that to bed. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Indeed you are. Good Tuesday afternoon to you. Rolling along here in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studio. By the way, you can watch the show every day on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. A lot of you do that. We appreciate it. You can also talk to us on our YouTube page. Just type in uh, WNSR Live for the McFarland Show. Darren and Justin here with you. Let's go up to Cincinnati and let's check in with Charlie Goldsmith, who covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. And he now joins us, by the way, on X or Twitter or whatever the heck you want to call it. He's at Charlie G underscore. Charlie, how you doing? Doing well. How about you? Well, I don't know. We're trying to find out uh, if this is a good <laughs> hire or not. And so, you know, we don't know. You you should know. You cover the team. You're around Brian Callahan. He's been the OC the last five years. You should have a much better perspective than us. So should we be happy? So I've heard this several times in the building at Paycor Stadium over the last several seasons, talking about philosophy. And they're explaining their philosophy, and several times it's been said, you know, off and kind of off the record, the team with the opposite philosophy is the Bengals has been the Tennessee Titans. I think what Tennessee is getting in Brian Callahan is a major shakeup. Everything from run-pass balance to, you know, positional, you know, where you would rank them in terms of positional priority, how you would value different positions compared to another, from scheme, from off-season program, and intensity of training camp. I think Brian Callahan is going to bring different ideas in just about everything. Well, uh, we hope so. Uh, we could use uh, a refreshing change around here. Um it just has it's a team that struggles to get past 16 17 points a game and that just doesn't work in 2023 or now in 2024 the problem is and why we're you know a little hesitant there's a couple reasons and that's where I want to run this by you the obvious is well we don't really know uh, we feel kind of good about Will Levis but we still don't know what Will Levis is we know what Joe Burrow is so there's no Joe Burrow here at least not right now there's no Jamar Chase here. There could be maybe a T. Higgins or Tyler Boyd here. We'll get to that in a minute. So he doesn't have the weapons, and heck, now that Derrick Henry's probably outside uh, on the on the way out, there's not even a Joe Mixon here. So, uh, you know, we're, I'm wondering what it's going to look like without the weapons that he's had to work with as OC. Everything is going to be tailored around the quarterback, and of course you could say it'll be like that everywhere, anywhere, but... You know, Brian Callahan has a track record and just a philosophy. I've talked to him directly about these comments, or about this process. So like, for example, if it is Will Levis that they stick with, he is going to go back specifically and retailer the offense uh, around what Will Levis did best in Kentucky. You know, he, he, he didn't say that specifically about Levis, but he says his whole approach and philosophy is relying more on college experience than a lot of other coaches would. That's exactly what they did with Joe Burrow. They just gave Burrow a bunch of LSU concepts right off the bat 
to make him feel comfortable. They are going to, and I'll guarantee you this, Brian Callahan will invest more in skill position players than any team in the NFL, except for maybe the Bengals. Um, they are going to, you know, whether it's T. Higgins hold or on, Tyler Hold on, Boyer, Charlie. Charlie, could you just say that again for, for us and the audience to hear that again? Could you just repeat what you just said? I He's would going say to invest really in what? Yeah, so it's funny. So I was talking to Brian Callahan about the Bengals' big three late in the season, and I was like, you know, you've said these experience-shaped your approach to always invest in, in wide receivers. And he cut me off. He said, always. I will always invest, not just in the number one, but he will invest more in number two and in number three wide receivers than just about anyone in football would. Okay. New now, day. Now you have our attention. New day. Charlie, we're all ears. New we're listening. New day. Nashville, did you hear that? We're listening. Told you. Now we need that track record to get a little bit better with the wide receiver position. It hasn't wow. been great here. Wow. Now, the other part is for us to figure out, and we kind of went through this for just a season with Matt LaFleur, right? He came in here as the OC before he became the Packers head coach, and he was out in L.A. with the Rams and Sean McVay, and it's like, yeah, he was the Rams OC, but you know, we all know what McVay is. So he's been the OC for the Bengals for five years. Yeah, that's great, but... Zach Taylor, the head coach, kind of. So, uh, how involved, you know, how much, how should we take that element for Brian Callahan? Because Zach Taylor was the head so, coach. So, Zach Taylor said this in everything I know about the organization. It works this way Cincinnati has been the most collaborative play calling operation in football, really. Brian Callahan plays a leading role in all of it. How it works, how it worked basically in Cincinnati was it was very you would have a game plan for very specific situations and like three plays under that set. So they would have like three plays for third, third and three to third and five for this part of the field. And Zach would pick which one of those three plays, but you know, Brian Callahan played a massive, massive role in designing those plays in deciding to put it in that part of the game plan. Uh, he played a massive role in working with the receivers to make sure they knew how to time up their routes for specific matchups. Brian Callahan has been the, you know, pass protection and blitz pickup. That, that's kind of been his baby in Cincinnati. So he's played a leading role in developing that critical part of the game plan as well. So he hasn't called the plays, but he's done a heck of a lot. And he's been doing it for five years, which is way longer than quite literally any other offensive coordinator in football. So even though he, he doesn't have the play calling, he's been coordinating the offense and, you know, really playing an assistant head coach type role for a long time. I'm glad you brought that up, Charlie, because that, that's literally what I've been saying when we've been talking about these candidates and in particular talking about Brian Callahan. And I'm like, look, I don't know Brian Callahan. I remember his dad quite well. And I know what he, he did as a head coach in the league. But anytime anybody's been a coordinator, an offensive coordinator, or a coordinator in the league with the same team for five years, while I don't know him and I don't know what he does on a daily basis, he's doing something right because there's not too many coordinators that have been at the same spot for five years. And so, like, uh, a great example is uh, of Callahan leading the offense week five. The Bengals' offense just wasn't quite clicking this year. This was one week after they got blown out by the Titans, which was certainly a part of that. And Zach Taylor had Brian Callahan be the one to address the offense. And Callahan, you'll see, he's a he'll win the press conference. He's that type of guy. But in this speech, you know, which ended up being a big story of the season, he had an edge to him. He had a fire to him. He He called out specific examples and, you know, we've got to do this, this, and this better 
And then he, you know, talked to us, the media, about an hour after, and he reiterated some of those exact same points. And so he is a good combination of leading the room, the fire with the, you know, com- communicative, um, exciting, you know, overall presence. He's a really good balance of those two things, again, combined with the leadership of having done it in those types of moments. We're speaking with Charlie Goldsmith in Cincinnati. He covers the Bengals for the Cincinnati Inquirer. I will say this. When Joe Burrow went down, I was like, the Bengals are dead. Like, their season is over. Goodbye. Uh, Jake Browning, undrafted guy. I, I, we all remember him in college, but mm-hmm. the the job they did with Jake Browning, I did – we certainly couldn't see that coming from afar. Could you see that coming and what he was able to do the rest of the season for Cincinnati there? I mean, we, did you think that this that was possible? Yeah, I wasn't, you know, I obviously don't put actual money on it, but I wasn't putting my money on the guy who hadn't even been on an NFL roster before this year. What you saw there is probably Brian Callahan's biggest strength. The Bengals, quite literally, all three of these seasons where they've been contenders, have made huge philosophical adjustments to the offense mid-season. In 2021, they started mixing personnel and changing up the run game a little more in the middle of the season, uh, and that changed the entire course and structure of the offense. In 2022, after week five, they completely abandoned their under their uh, yeah their under center offense that lit- and put in more RPOs. That you know after that change, the Bengals were as good as any offense in football. And then this year, they actually planned it heading into the season to actually go back to that under center and really uh, add in play action and screens and more 12 tight or two tight end personnel groupings. They plan for that to, you know, be the approach. They couldn't do it in September because of Joe Burrow's calf. They did it in October and it was awesome. But then, you know, with Jake Brown, they leaned all the way into it. You know, that part of the playbook, Brian Callahan had been driving the process of working on that. You know, since May, he told me in May to expect this to be coming. And then they leaned all the way into it with Jake Browning. That was a huge critical piece of why it worked. Again, a project Callahan had been working on all year, really. Let me ask you this. As Darren and I have been, Darren and I met in 1998 covering the football team, covering the Tennessee Oilers at the time over at Vanderbilt Stadium. That's how far back we go here with the franchise. Uh, over that time, we have been able to watch uh, Eddie George to get started, go for 10,000 yards. Then Chris Johnson came in here and rang up uh, 7,900 yards. Then Derrick Henry came in here and racked up around 9,500 yards or so. Uh, so over the past, you know, th- all this time of football, we have watched uh, teams come in here or guys come in here and rack up uh, close to, you know, 25,000 yards worth of rushing. We have put together three, you know, three running backs here who are all borderline Hall of Famers here at the, at the end of the day. This is a franchise and a fan base that is used to watching dominant running the football type of uh, type of teams here. Is that all over with Ryan Callahan? Yeah, it's changing. And now in the very, very <laughs> in the in the very, very short term, maybe not quite as much because you're still inheriting, you know, the, the roster that was built to do this thing. But I think in the ideal world, what's going to happen is he'll get his quarterback or Will Levis becomes that quarterback. Hill, you know, or around Burke, they'll get multiple number one or number one A type receivers. They'll get another one of those. Um, they'll live in 11 personnel. Their tight end will be a, a, a finesse route runner, much more than a bruising blocker. Brian Callahan, in his ideal world, would not be running the offense that, 
you know, I personally saw the Titans run in the divisional round against the playoffs two years ago. The Bengals' offense and Callahan's offense is pretty much the opposite of that. The run game is a complement, a way to set up the passing game and take the heat off the offensive line. Again, maybe right away they'll do more of it because that could be a strength in the immediate short term. But long term, I think they'll want to do something completely different. I, I would think they would do whatever they're going to do quickly um, because what they were doing last year was not working. So I think whatever they're doing, they're going to move in that direction uh, very quickly, whatever they want to do. What is his, obviously his dad has had an influence, but how heavy of an influence is his dad still? So, well, first of all, you know, he, he's told me this in an interview, Brian Callahan, when he was getting into coaching, he ended up being a high school team's freshman coach. And he said specifically, I didn't want my dad to give me a job, but I'd love to work with my dad one day. And I think that's definitely something to look at. I think when you look at that Bill Callahan relationship, like I mentioned with Brian uh, earlier, pass protection, blitz pickup, meshing the passing game with the offensive line, he did more, you know, when Zach delegated Zach Taylor, that was Brian Callahan because that was definitely more of a strength of his, in my opinion. So when you look at the relationship and the connection with Bill Callahan, I would say much more of an understanding and nuance and hands-on, you know, up-close work with the offensive line and pass protection than maybe a coach like Zach Taylor who has a different background. Does he have a weakness? What's the one thing that you go, you know, the thing that he does when he does that, it doesn't work, and, you know, he's really messing himself up. What's the weakness? That's interesting. I'm trying to think through this. The running game overall, again, I mentioned it was about efficiency, but the Bengals hadn't even been getting enough efficiency with their running game. Um, you know, overall, he did show maybe his best work was how he overcame the bad offensive line in the playoff run in 2021. Um, you know, there'll be questions about, I would say that the big question is how he'll work with this front office. You know, the relation, so in Cincinnati, the coaching staff is empowered to make decisions um, in, in a really unique way. Coaches, it's a six-person front office, so coaches are leading the scouting process in a lot of areas. In Tennessee, what's the structure going to look like? How empowered is Callahan and his staff going to be? How much are they able to mesh their visions collaboratively? That'd probably be my biggest question or concern. Uh, of course, Callahan has a lot to work on and improve on as a coach as a whole. He'll make some mistakes just like every first-year coach does with, you know, game planning and, you know, game management and timeouts and all that stuff. Um, but overall, I'd say that the front office work will definitely be the uh, most interesting thing to see. Well, when you find out the structure, let us know because we've been trying to figure it out for the last <laughs> three to four years and we have gotten nowhere. Um, so as soon as you find out, you know, if you receive word, please let us know because we, we don't. Darren's laughing because he knows I'm telling the truth. We, we do, Darren, do you know? Uh, I think you know the answer. No, no, you don't. No, no, we don't know. We don't know what it is. Um, are we going to be under center? Is it all shotgun? And to be honest, I just haven't paid attention to, to it that much there in Cincinnati. Is it all shotgun? Is there any under center at all? The Bengals have toggled back and forth. So 2022, they did no under center after hmm. week five. Then this year, the plan was, and they ended up really leaning into it with Browning, going back under center a lot more with play action. It'll, be, it'll really revolve around the quarterback's strengths and what they have the most experience doing. I didn't watch enough of Levis last year in the Kentucky to know what that is. Obviously, if they take or add a quarterback, it would be designed around that. But, like, 
the Burrow dropback stuff they lean so far into because that's what Burrow's done his whole life. I do think they'll do whatever you know the quarterback they have has been best at for his whole life. So it sounds like they can play to whatever strength. So in other words, and and th- and this is where I'll leave it here. We've got a quarterback that I don't think is going to be on the roster next year, named Malik Willis, who is mm-hmm. very different than Joe Burrow to say you know <laughs> I don't know if you can name two more opposite quarterbacks actually in the in the NFL but the way you paint him it sounds like he can come in here and design something that would work for Malik Willis if that's what he was left with it sounds like he's very flexible and pliable to whatever he has on the roster very flexible like I said earlier every year they've made huge in-season adjustments to the overall scope of the offense when they learn that you know, we're not getting this from this position. We need this from this position. They've made those in-season adjustments. That's been a strength of his. Of course, that'll be much, much harder when you don't have Joe Burrow making it all look better. Yeah. And that'll be the big challenge he faces. What do you assess the odds of T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd coming back to Cincinnati? I think T. Higgins will play on the tag um, <coughs> heading into 2024. But, man, when T. Higgins hits free agency – I can't think of anyone in football who would try to go out and get T. Higgins more than Brian Callahan would, especially with you know the T. Hometown connection. Yeah. I think Boyd's gone. Frankly, I don't think Boyd was good enough this season to merit the type of receiver 1B that, that they would need. So if he wanted to come into to Tennessee and be a 3, that's interesting. But then what are you paying him? So I don't know if he's the answer. But overall, again... Callahan will invest in receivers. Can you guys pay everybody? I mean, are, are you you going to run into some cap issues with Burrow and and Chase? I mean, how are you guys doing this? So Burrow said that when he negotiated his contract, they added in some flexibility for, in an ideal world, Chase and Higgins to both be extended. Now the problem is the Bengals and Higgins haven't seen eye to eye quite where the Bengals expected at that point, and it's been a long process that hasn't heated up. So hmm. they're working through that, but Burrow made it very clear he expects Burrow be- uh, Higgins back in 2024. <laughs> okay, last thing on the way out. Who who replaces Brian Callahan as the OC, and do you see anybody from that current staff coming with Brian here? My And you guys would know this better than I would. My first guess, like Brian raves about the Titans defense often. Like last year, this was a thing. I would get the sense that he might have some interest in keeping the core of that defensive staff together. Who replaces Brian in Cincinnati? They've been working, they, they've been planning for this kind of, you know, rotation to start cycling through. Dan Pitcher has been a quarterback's coach prepared for this moment, uh, and they have a deep offensive coaching staff to kind of backfill through there. Will he bring anyone over? Uh, again, it would probably have to be on the defensive side. Um, if it wouldn't be a promotion, I don't know. I, I don't expect it because there's not that clear promotion candidate for a level up role. Maybe Troy Walters as the OC, who's phenomenal, but as a receivers coach um, as well, brings a little bit different of a perspective. I don't know where Brian would look there, but if it would be anyone, I'd say Troy Walters, but maybe he goes in a different direction. Hmm. Good stuff. Really appreciate the visit. Thanks for lending a little insight into uh, the next Titans head coach. And the, hey, the AFC is, man, that is going to be some tough sledding yeah. next year in the AFC, man. It is brutal. Appreciate the time, Charlie. Thanks for doing this. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Charlie Goldsmith, Cincinnati Inquirer, covers the Bengals there for them. Did a good job right there talking about yeah. Brian Callahan. Yeah. Let's come back and discuss what we heard. We can also talk to you, 
5600 is how you get in touch with the show as you listen to The McFarland Show, WNSR. In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash hands-only CPR and become a lifesaver today. Your brain is an amazing thing. But as you get older, it naturally begins to change, causing a lack of sharpness or even trouble with recall. Thankfully, the breakthrough in Prevagen helps your brain and actually improves memory. The secret is an ingredient originally discovered in jellyfish. Based on a clinical study of subgroups of individuals who are cognitively normal or mildly impaired, Prevagen has been shown to improve memory. A Pharmacy Times National Survey of Pharmacists rated Prevagen the number one pharmacist-recommended memory support brand for the fifth year in a row. You can find it in the vitamin aisle in stores everywhere without a prescription. Help your memory. Try Prevagen today. Prevagen. Healthier brain, better life. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people People that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-649-0142. 800-649-0142. That's 800-649-0142. The TSU men's basketball squad came through a challenging non-conference schedule with a winning record and now turned their attention to Ohio Valley Conference play. The Tigers kicked off a run of 18 league games over a nine-week period through February, leading the OVC Championships part 6 to the ninth at the Ford Center in Evansville. And part of that, nine league home games at the Gentry Center. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson and me on all the games this season right here on National Sports Radio. Your exclusive National Sports Radio, WNSR, Skyscan Forecast. For this morning, a cloudy sky, clouds and showers today, high 52. Cloudy with showers likely tonight and Wednesday, low tonight 46, Wednesday's high 62. Thursday, cloud showers and maybe a thunderstorm. Utilizing the resources of the Motherbug Network on National Sports Radio, I'm WNSR's meteorologist, Jim Rinaldi. Sports Radio, WNSR. Give us a call, 615-844-5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Good stuff 
from Charlie Goldsmith there in Cincinnati talking about Brian Callahan. We brought up Bill Callahan, who is Brian's father, and mm-hmm. we talked about Bill Callahan, and you brought up a great example. He led that Raiders team to the Super Bowl against the Bucks, the John Gruden Bucks that they uh, did lose to. That was the Brad Johnson. But Brad, that is correct. Think about it. Brad Johnson, Brad Johnson. versus uh, Rich, Rich Gannon. Gannon. Yeah. Woo. Yeah. That was twenty over a little bit over twenty years ago, a lifetime ago. But Bill Callahan was the offensive line coach, or women is I should say was that's yeah. past tense. He is the offensive line coach for the Cleveland Browns. Oh, by the way, Jack Conklin was lost at the beginning of the season for the season. Their star right tackle torn ACL. Mm-hmm. They had pro. And their offensive line was fantastic. Lost this their year. starting running back. They ended up going to yeah. lost their starting running back, Nick Chubb, their star yeah. running back at the beginning of the year. And they were still able to run the ball effectively. Yep. They protected the quarterback. They went through four quarterbacks <laughs> no, this year. Protected the, they protected a 38 year old quarterback. Yeah. Bill Callahan is the offensive line coach. I hope, I hope that he brings dad. Here to be the O line coach. It's a new day. Okay. New day. I hope. Fingers crossed. Now, let me also say this. Yeah. Because I put this out over the weekend. There's been a lot of people putting stuff out there about Mike Munchak and yeah. back here's the the this has been going on for weeks and weeks. Well, I start I finally just said, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna call around. I'm gonna talk to some people. I, I've talked to people and I put it out over the weekend. On uh, Twitter, X, whatever the heck you want to call it, and said from the report from the people I've talked to mm-hmm. that would know, that would know, said that Mike Munchak, who is currently living in Denver, okay. wants to stay out west. Hmm. Yes, he does want to get back into coaching or would entertain getting back into coaching in the right circumstance. But I'm being told, yeah, would prefer to stay out west. There, there, I didn't get one person that said, "Yeah, don't be, don't be surprised if he doesn't come, you know, back to Nashville or come to the Titans." Well, so I, I don't understand. Well, okay, I yes do. You I do. do. Yes, I you do. Don't do that. Yes, you do. I know. You're right. I caught myself. Okay. I just that I'm just telling you my what I've heard. Uh, there's just this constant chatter of Mike Munchak here, and I just have no proof from anybody I've talked to that Mike Munchak is coming back here. I, I'm being told. Specifically, he wants to stay out west. Last time I checked, Nashville is not west. Well, what's the relationship between Bill Callahan or, you know, Brian Callahan and Mike Munchak? Like, why would he want to come back here and work for them? Because he likes the Titans gear that much? In fairness, I did have these conversations before this hire. So I don't know if that changes anything. I don't know their history together, which I don't think they do have any history together. Any conversations about a coach coming back here to do anything other than being the head coach is premature because you don't know what in the world. You asked a great question at the end of that last uh, segment there. What coaches are going to come with him here when he takes the job? Well, we don't know what kind of alliance or allegiance or whatever that he may have already made, which happens all the time, these assistant coaches have secret handshakes and agreements with all kinds of people that's there on the staff. Hey, man, listen, when I get this job, you know I'm about to get this job. You coming with me, okay? I know, I know you're the running backs coach here, and they don't appreciate you. But when you come with me, we'll make you the OC. 
And and now you can get you got all this in your mind, like you know, oh, we can get this guy for the OC, this guy for the OC. You don't know the guy you hired; he's already picked out his OC, already set to go. This guy happens to have a father who is a professional football coach on a high level, uh, who happens to be interested right now in being an offensive line coach and being okay with that. So if he wants to come on with them, if that's part of the agreement, which the the Twitter fear that also says that. Mike Munchak would be interested in coming back. It's the same Twitter fear that's reporting that, you know, Brian Callahan's going to bring his father with him when he comes down. So be it. I mean, that's the way this needs to go. I know this. I don't think going back to Mike Munchak or going back, period, to anything is the way the franchise is going. I think going forward now is what the franchise is going to do. So anything associated with back, I think, is going to be reserved for pregame ceremonies. Forward is what this team is going to be about, which doesn't involve bringing back the old. Yeah. So we'll see. I, I hope that he leans on dad. I, I was encouraged by when he said what he said about Brian Callahan wanting to work with his father. That that was a great. By the way, there is there still, is the Adams family still have that old? Because, you know, dad, the father, Bud, was nepotism. No. Do they, do they well, still have that? I don't, I don't Is that know. still intact? I, you have to talk to Miss Amy. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. How would we know? How would we know? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just trying to think. Has it happened? I don't think. Uh, well, has it been in position to happen? Yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. It but hasn't happened under Vrabel. I'm Vrabel's, just saying. You know, I don't know what the new. I know when Bud was the owner. No, no, no. Nepotism was a no, no. Well, yeah, that was. But that was that, part of the falling out. Ultimately, yes. yes. So some of that. is that still intact? Is that not we a big We don't know deal? what Miss Amy believes. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's a great question. Those are those are part of the questions that would need to be answered, you know, about what the ownership believes and, and what they're against and all that kind of great stuff. But we don't know where her red lines are. We yeah. don't. No. Or how the organization is or who's drafting who and who's. I don't know. We don't. We still don't know how big of an influence Brian Callahan's going to have in the draft room. I don't know. I don't know. And so, you know, hopefully all of that will be clarified. She did promise that once a hire was made, that there would be clear lines drawn, is what she said in the interview with Mike Keith that was posted online a few weeks ago. So now that a hire has been made, and by the way, I don't know if it's bothering you, Darren, but it's bothering me that as of last check, um, the official uh, word has not come down from the Titans yet. And yes, it is true. Adam Schefter has said it. Uh, the Associated Press has said it. Uh, they've all reported it, but the Titans themselves have not put this out. And it's been almost 24 hours. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm not surprised by that. I'm a little surprised by it. I thought it would have been, I thought it would have rolled out by now, officially. We, we typically see things well in advance before they, out, mm, what's they well? officially. Days? It, maybe not days, but sometimes it, it has yeah. been. But right. usually it's, you know, it could be. We see it in the morning, and they put something out at 5 o'clock in the afternoon. True. Something like that. True. I was expecting it around 9 o'clock this morning, and now here we are at 2.52, and I haven't, and it's been nothing. Yeah. I, I'm not worried about that. It's it's a done deal. I'm wor- it's strange. I find it. I, I do want to know, know when they're going to introduce him. stuck in the fax machine. Is Rand Carthon going to get be a part of that? And um, like to your point, is, how they structure this. is Amy Adams Strunk going to be a part of that? Are they going to unveil now what the plan is moving forward? Excuse me. Uh, they're going to have to, uh, what's that C word? 
Collaborate. I don't know what you're about. Collaborate. Maybe they're doing that right now. We need we need another C word. We need commercial. We do. <laughs> Let's take our final break. Come back and wrap up their first hour of the McFarland Show next. And now, Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, backed by 45 years of experience. For all your residential or commercial metal and shingle roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 615-414-8466. 615-414-8466. That's Musgrove Metal Fabrication and Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger, and one in five are children. People who are hungry are not necessarily living on the streets. They may be in your child's classroom, in your neighborhood, or just down the street. In addition, many of these people live in food deserts, which are areas more than 10 miles from the nearest grocery store. Often there are limited resources to get food, and the only option is fast food or convenience markets. While processed food may help with hunger pangs, it provides little to no nutrition. What began in 2008 as a dream to buy land, grow food, and give it away has recently developed into a way to serve and impact more individuals in the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much, By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit ByFaithFarm.com to get involved. That's ByFaithFarm.com. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together, hammering the overs, and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus in President Kentucky. First online real money wager only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Are you ready for a touchdown of flavor and excitement? Look no further than Sam's Place and Sam's Sports Grill. The ultimate destination for great food, fantastic drinks, and game time atmosphere that will have you cheering for more. Sam's is the place for every sports fan and food lover with over 40 TVs at every location. Sam's has a family-friendly atmosphere where everyone can have a blast. From their friendly staff to awesome kids' menu, they've got something for everyone. Online at samsplace.net or samsportsgrill.com or call and find the nearest location to you. At Sam's, the game is always on and the fun never stops. Hey, it's John Burton from News Channel 5 and the Greg Pogan John Burton Show. And I'm former All-Pro linebacker for the Tennessee Titans, also known as Mr. Monday Night, Keith Bullock. And I'm Patton Cook. We're inviting you to join us every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 for What's Good with KB and JB, the podcast show. All live on Nashville Sports Radio and all streaming platforms. We talk Titans, we talk SEC football, we talk NBA, we talk everything, and we also get a little petty from time to time. Make sure you join us. Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. 
About 3.20 in the second hour, we'll talk to Dan Kesmer, former Predator, uh, an original Predator. And last night they honored them, some of them, last night before the uh, and during the game against the Panthers. Uh, they unfortunately lost yeah. to the Panthers, but Dan was a part of the festivities, so we can talk to Dan. 20, this is, of course, their... You know, just a part of their celebrating 25 years in this market. Yeah. And so we'll talk to Dan. Good dude. We'll talk to him coming up at about uh, 320. We'll also hear a little bit of what Brian Callahan had to say. Uh, we'll play you a clip of him to begin the second hour, and we'll discuss mm-hmm. that as well. So uh looks like uh, news around the league. The Eagles have moved on from a guy who interviewed here yeah. for the head coaching job in Brian Johnson. So they're going to change it up at OC in Philadelphia. And here's what I do wonder, because mm-hmm. this has happened here before. It happened, I brought up Matt LaFleur in our interview when we went to Cincinnati. Remember, he was he interviewed here for the job that Mike Vrabel got. Yes. And they were so impressed by him, they're like, hey, man. Yeah, they wanted wanna, him to be the OC. You want to be the OC? Yeah. And I do wonder if any of these candidates would end up being the OC here or DC, you know, whatever. It certainly seems like they were shopping for one uh, when they were looking at the different candidates. Uh, the thing that, that I would wonder is, why are you shopping for an OC who's already an OC on a team that no longer wants them to be the OC? That that is 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 my question. Like if you're if you're interviewing the the Eagles OC for the OC job here under the premise of the head coaching job, like why would you want the guy that the Eagles no longer want? I, I don't understand. Or the, the same thing with the Panthers. They don't seem to be happy with the you know, or the OC over there has been in turmoil or was demoted by Frank Wright in the middle of the season. What's I, I don't understand why you want the cast-offs of other teams and are bringing them in for interviews. Well, Matt LaFleur was the OC with the Rams. And he took the OC job here. Because I think he wanted to get out from underneath McVay. Okay. You know, I think he wanted to be able to spread his wings. Okay. And they probably said, hey, you can spread your wings here. We got Mike Vrabel, first-time head coach. Okay. Good point. Spread out your wings. And he came here for one year and got a head coaching job. I see it. Okay. All right, we'll come back. Hour number two of the McFarland Show. Coming up next. Five sixty AM, ninety five nine FM, Brentwood, Nashville, one zero seven nine FM, Smyrna, Nashville's first twenty four hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. ABC News, I'm Dave Packer. Voting underway in New Hampshire's first in the nation presidential primary. Mickey Haley trailing Donald Trump in the polls. This Granite State voter choosing Trump over Haley. How can you beat his policies? You know, the inflation was down. We were able to afford food. But Haley does have support. I think she's going to do better than they're projecting. Because I think think she's going to get a lot of independent votes. Jury selection starts today for the mother of a Michigan school shooter. Jennifer Crumbly and her husband are the first parents to be charged in a mass shooting after their son shot and killed four students at his high school in 2021. They're being tried separately. A Delta flight taxiing the runway in Atlanta when a nose wheel tire came off the plane and rolled away. Customers who were flying to Bogota were removed from the Boeing 757. The FAA will investigate. 
Radio and TV journalist Charles Osgood has died. His family says from dementia. He was 91. Stocks lowered today on Wall Street. This is ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Offer not valid in all states or where prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Maxed out cards. Rent is due. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. Maybe we should go to 27cash.com. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000, and cash can hit our bank account as soon as tomorrow. When you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. WN. SR, Nashville Sports Radio. It seems like everywhere you look right now, someone is sick. This year, prepare your family for airborne invaders like bacteria, pollen, and yes, germs with Navage Nasal Care. Navage flushes ultra-pure, refreshing saline in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out of the other nostril. Navage sucks out viruses, dust, and other airborne particles, all the stuff that gets trapped in your nose making you miserable. Don't get caught empty-handed this winter. Get Navage, the drug-free solution that helps you breathe easier, sleep better, and feel healthier. Even better, Navage is HSA, FSA eligible. So Navage is a great way to spend those funds before they expire. Don't wait a minute longer. Buy Navage today and you'll breathe easier knowing you're putting your funds to good use. Navage is available online at navage.com or Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, and Rite Aid. Navage, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a bit outside. Now back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. Whoa! Righty then. Now, the McFarland Show with Darren and Justin. Second hour of the McFarland Show rolling along here on this... Tuesday afternoon. Hope everybody's having a good day so far. Darren and Justin here with you live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. DJ Damon is alongside. 615-844-5600 is our phone number. That's how you can get in touch with the show. Feel free to call and hang out with us. Talk with us. You can also watch the show on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Don't forget, if you want to communicate with us on our YouTube page, you can do so. Just go to WNSR Live. All one word. WNSR Live. And uh, on our YouTube page, and you can uh, communicate with us there, like a lot of you have been doing. So keep it up. Appreciate it. Uh, we'll talk to Dan Kasmer in about 15 minutes. Did you see the viewers? I did. Before we get to the phones? I did. The divisional rounds? Yeah. Averaged 40 million viewers. A lot of people. That was the average. 40 million. 
the number one watched game, Chiefs-Bills on CBS. Over 50 million people watching the Chiefs-Bills game. That is round two yeah. of the playoffs. Let me put that into perspective real quick, that 50 million. There's about 330 million people in the country. Yeah. So that's about one out of every six and a half people was watching the football game. One out of every, that is nearly impossible in today's age when you have so many different, you know, it was all right back in the day when you had only three channels. Right. But now with all the different all things. All the stuff, yeah. To get 50 million people watching one thing. Round two? Not the not even the conference championship games, which is this weekend. Yeah. Not the Super Bowl. What's the Super Bowl now? 100 mil? Uh, Super Bowl is about 100 to 110 million. Yeah. Gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Which is about one out of every three people Jeez. watching the Super Bowl. But but this is, you know, and, and just to break it off to my business very quickly in television, live sports and breaking news are the two things that people will continuously watch on traditional television still, no matter what. The sp- live sports and whenever something critical is happening where you want news and information, whether yeah. it's weather or whatever it is, is is when people will still, and then no matter your age, no matter where, you will still go running back to live television for those things. And the NFL is a prime example. The second most watched game, didn't have to really take a back seat, just barely under the Chiefs' bills, that would be the Lions, Motor City Kitties, and the Bucks. 49.1 million viewers. Yeah. The least watched game was the first one, the Ravens and the Texans, at just over 30 million. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Bills, Chiefs, just over 50 million. Lions, Bucks, just over 49 million. That's right. Crazy. By the way, um, Michigan against Washington in college football, national championship game, 25 million. I was going to say it was 20-something million. 25 million. Yeah. And that's their biggest game. That's their biggest game they got. Yeah. 25 million. Just think, and that was actually good. It's a great number. Yeah. It it's a great really number. Good. Yeah. But you wonder why the college football folks are going to the playoff system? This is why. Yeah. It can't compete. Can't run. Cannot run with the NFL playoffs. Can't yeah. run with them. Well, we know. We know that, but that's still a fantastic number. So, good number. Another, no other sport will get that. No, 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 no. It's just football. Yeah. But this is why college football is going to where they're going. They they see the opportunity. Sure. It has worked wonders for the NFL for generations now. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Let's go to Nolensville. Tony, you're up first. Welcome in. Good afternoon, guys. Good hey, afternoon. Tony. I tell you what. Uh, I'm not sure, but I thought I saw Eric, and he's become a Swifties, and he was up in the Kansas City booth with Taylor Nim. I he might have to call in, correct me on that, but I thought I saw Eric up there being a Swiftie. Did he have his shirt on or off? <laughs> uh, he had an '87 jersey on. So I, okay, all right. All right. <laughs> Eric, I hope you're laughing, buddy. I hope you're laughing, uh, guys. You know what? Uh, just seeing what's all happening with this coaches' changes and who's coming, who's going. Uh, seems the Titans might be breaking their trend. To uh, I quizzed y'all a couple of weeks ago about being the only team that had all their head coaches for thirty-something years played the NFL, and uh, 
Now, of course, if they do go with Callahan, I don't think, well, I know he didn't play in the uh, NFL, but he did. He played through the collegiate level. And uh, I remember quizzing you all on that a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, But that don't have no bearing on hopefully he can, you know, bring a Super Bowl here. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, a coach that's fixing to go through on the college level, uh, a drastic change is former Navy coach Ken Talamatu. Is that the way you say his name? Ken he is going Niamatololo. Go ahead. Ken Niamatololo. Well, he's going to San Diego State. Now he's he going to San State Jose State. State. San Jose State. And he is going now to be exposed to the portal and the NIL, which he was not accustomed to that, you know, being at Navy. I don't think the military institutes participate in that. So that's going to be an interesting new concept for him to be partaking in, and uh, it's going to be interesting to see what he does out there with them and if he can get, you know, people to come. Of course, on the West Coast, we're not going to see that much of it. Guys, I saw yesterday where there was 2,200 people, players, that went to the portal uh, roughly 50% found a commitment and committed to go somewhere. Still, 50% are uncommitted and don't have a place they're playing right now. That's just great. Well, that's yeah. just great. It's several months of the and, season, but yeah. yeah. And and then on another national uh, radio show, uh, I heard where 12 college quarterbacks. Are making more than Brock than uh, Purdy for the Forty uh, ers Twelve college, co- uh, not coaches, players. Co- uh, college quarterback. I can't get it out. I'm sorry. Well, and you know, this is the best time for if, like, if you're playing college football right now, this is as good as it's going to get, in my opinion. Because of it, look, I don't know how long it's going to take because they usually work at a snail's pace. But my guess is. When they're hemorrhaging money and they need to fix something quickly, they'll move at a much faster pace. But Tony, they can't like college football can't, and these universities can't keep up can't with keep this. They, they they're not going to be able to do this. They're going to have to come up with a new new way of conducting business. It's not going to be go back to the old way. I'm just saying they're going to have to figure out a way to your point. Like no one is surprised hearing that, by the way, which is really alarming, right? Like that we're not like what. Like that, that's not even surprising, and so because people are paying ridiculous. Look, did you see the? Did you see the Lane Kiffin tweet on Ohio State? You might see that. No, you know, I mean, no, I'm of course it. it's Lane Kiffin. Lane, so I never, but it's like, I never yeah, know. Already, I'm not even. I never yeah, know I if he's, you know, if well, he's he just about trolling Ohio or State's paying all this money, yes. and of dollars. I think he's a little mad though because his running back went. To I Ohio understand, State. but oh, you'd have to admit Ohio State's been gobbling up a right. lot of players. They loaded up. Yeah, <laughs> loaded up. So I mean, they are spending lots of money. There's there's no secret, right? They're not going there because they love Buckeyes, you know, or they just love the city of Columbus. Like they're going there what? because they're getting paid. I know. Breaking news, wow. sounder. <laughs> I thought Columbus was pretty nice. It is a nice city. I don't even think it's Columbus. But the system is broke. 
And right now, it's as good as it's ever going to be because at some point, my guess is sooner rather than later, they're going to have to change this. Like, you can't keep up at this pace. Like, you can't on the collegiate level. And does that does that play back into, like, Dabo Sweeney's hands, who did not really want to get involved in the, the No, because the you're NIL still going to have stuff. to do it. But you're just gonna have to. They're just gonna have to do it differently. Like they just can't keep handing out millions to everybody they think well, is good. What I really hate about it, also, it's going. If and it already has, but it's really going to hit the fan. It's going to get their fan in their pocketbook, and it's going to hurt them on what they can pay for. Whether they go to games or season ticket, it's going to eventually get to the fans' bill, folks. And and it's it's sad that it's going to come that. And you're right, Darren. It's got to somewhere. It's got to level out and stop. It's just got to. Yep. But uh, when I heard that that twelve quarterbacks, NCAA quarterbacks, are making more than an NFL quarterback that's fixing possibly to take his team to the Super Bowl. It's crazy. Yep. All right, guys. I know you got a guest coming up. Leave you alone. Show's great. Thank Love you, Tony. Work. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Yeah, look, I I don't know who's going to get hit. I, I suspect it's going to be, yes, the fans. It's going to be students, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody's going to get you. Again, you can't, you can't keep up. You cannot stay at this pace. There's no way. There's no way they can keep doing this. I'll tell you who else, and I've yeah. said this before, Justin, the coaches are going to fill it. They're not going to give coaches the, like, you know, the Jimbo Fisher contract. I just don't think... They're gonna. I just don't think they're gonna be throwing around seventy-five million dollar contracts right now when they have to pay a roster. You can do that when you don't have to pay a roster. You do right. Yeah. No, you're right. But I, I don't think the coaches are gonna benefit, which is why a lot of them will probably, if they get opportunities, they're gonna bail. And they're gonna, that's why Jim Harbaugh is probably like, hey, I want it. I want a natty in Michigan, and I'm out of here. Peace out. <laughs> I'm going I'm to the here. NFL. I've done all I can do here. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. And we're out of here. And I think that's why a lot of these really, really uh, uh, famous and Hall of Fame basketball coaches on the college side are just, if they're at the end, or why Nick Saban, if you're up there in age, you're just like, I'm, I'm just not, I don't have any interest in doing today's college football or college basketball. Well, you have to change your whole system. You have to change everything. You have to change everything. Yeah. Because you can't just get somebody and grow them and bring them along no. like you were doing. No, they're mm-hmm. they're leaving. Mm-hmm. They're not going to wait. They're going to go somewhere they want to play. Your roster's always fluid. Always. Yeah. Yeah, every year. But by the way, did you hear week uh, by week? Who who was the uh the Alabama kid who went to Iowa? Did you, did yeah, you hear Yeah, the offensive him? lineman. Yeah, yeah, did you hear him at the Iowa basketball game? No, I didn't hear him, but yeah. What did they did an interview with him? Okay. And he's like, "Yeah, you know what really changed it for me is during the season when I was struggling, I was talking to the Iowa coaches, and they were like, you know, hang in there. It'll all work out. Oh. The Wild Wild West. Oh. <laughs> it's the Wild Wild West, man. Oh, you were. This is what we're doing now. You were talking to yeah. the Alabama kid while in the middle of the season? Sure was. Like oh. what? Trying to get him? Yeah. <laughs> trying to offer him some corn. Come on up here. <laughs> Absolutely, they were. I mean, this is what we're doing now. <laughs> This is what we're doing. I was and like, that's okay. I don't. I'm sure they were cringing, going, I, "We really did want you to say that." 
Listen, who's going to do something about it? He's like, they believed in me. You know, when I was struggling in Alabama, who, they were they were talking to me going, hang in there. It'll all work out. They believed in me. I'm sure the NCAA will get right on it. Uh, no, they won't. Okay. They won't do so, anything. Oh, okay. I know. So, I know. They can do whatever. I know. So you're saying that our coach was talking to him while he was in Alabama? That, that's what he – they literally interviewed him the other night at, at an Iowa basketball game because he just – he transferred to Iowa, and he was like, hey, you know, I just, you know, what really, I guess, swung the pendulum. That's not what he said. I'm just paraphrasing. For me is, you know, in the season when I was struggling in Alabama, the Iowa coaches, when I was talking to them, they were like, you know, giving me encouragement to hang in there wow. and it all work out. I'm like, oh. Also, you were talking they to they don't tamper at other teams' coaches? Huh. All, all right. right. Again. All right, we'll come back. Uh, our man, Dan Kesmer. He was a part of the group that was honored last night at the Preds game. An original Predator. We'll join the McFarland Show, and he will do that next here on Nashville Sports Radio. No one outfits golfers better than Edwin Watts Golf Shops. We've been fitting golfers since 1968. Utilizing cutting-edge fitting technology, we'll analyze your swing and our foresight launch monitors and fit you with the perfect club, pair of shoes, the latest golf apparel, golf balls, bags, and more. So come by today for your complete custom fitting. Edwin Watts Golf Shops, home of the 90-day 100% satisfaction guarantee. We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's $5,000, $50,000, or $500,000, we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids. No matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates. Real solutions for real people. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. You can stock up on all your favorites and get 50% off site-wide. That's 50% off incredible steaks like their legendary Butcher's Cut Filet Mignon or sink your teeth into their memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Plus, when you use code QUALITY at checkout, you'll get an extra $30 off your order. From perfectly aged tender steaks to juicy burgers, decadent desserts, and classic comfort meals, Every bite is guaranteed perfect. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide. Plus, save an extra $30 when you use promo code QUALITY at checkout. Start the new year off right and warm up your winter with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. All 50% off with their end-of-season event. Make sure to enter the promo code QUALITY at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum purchase may apply. Omaha Steaks, America's original butcher. And now for today's winning cash three and cash four numbers from the Tennessee Lottery. The first number is the number you just thought of. The second number is the number you would have picked. The third number is 
the day of your wedding anniversary. And the fourth number. They're only lucky numbers if you decide to play them. Cash three and cash four, only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. This is the Grant Fogue and John Burton Show. I don't believe Brable wants to be a part of this. And so I think Amy Adams Strunk decided, well, it's time to move on. I, you know, that was a gangster-like move to say, all right, you know what? I don't want to, I don't want to employ somebody that doesn't want to be here. Goodbye. If they have another season like they did this year, he's gone he's anyway. He's gone anyway. No, wherever he goes now, he's got four to five years. Yes. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton, WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio. You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarland Show. 615-844-5600. Darren and Justin here with you. We are the McFarlands, and we are live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio. Fun night last night, other than the final score. Mm. But uh, all season, the Predators have been honoring that that, uh, inaugural team. 25 years of professional hockey in the NHL in this market. Hard to believe this is season 25 for the Preds. It It was just season 25 uh, for the Titans, and they're going to actually do all their honoring of that next season. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, But the Preds did something last night with some originals um, last night when they were playing the Florida Panthers. It's weird. The first ever game here with the Predators, was against the Florida Panthers. Yes. And imagine that. They they honored them last night against the Panthers. I remember that. They rolled out the red carpet at center ice. I think the commissioner was here, the mayor. They went out there and dropped the, dropped the ceremonial puck there at center ice. I remember the whole thing. One of those original Predators is now joining us, Dan Kesmer. He remembers that night. Dan, why can't you guys, why can't that 98-99 team beat the Panthers? Why can't you beat them? <laughs> Darren, how's my favorite man in radio doing today? I'm, it's day by day, bro. I'm here, so I'll take it. Well, the uh, the short and long answer is because it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> 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 you, know, you win, you win some, and you lose some. No oh, man, it didn't it didn't uh, tarnish the uh, the great takeaway from what I experienced. It was quite uh, quite thrilling to be you know around those original teammates that. Most of them I haven't seen in twenty five or twenty four years. So is that, that right? Part of it was pretty uh, pretty fantastic. Oh, wow. Yeah, a lot of guys, a lot of guys that uh, you know were here the first year, were gone the second, and then uh, if not, you know, I did play the second year, but then you know I retired, so you kind of lose touch with a lot of the guys, and you don't get to chit chat with them and see you know what what they've been doing in their life, and you know a few of the guys here locally, Chris Mason and. Uh, uh, Jay Moore, you know, I get to see them on a daily basis, but, uh, you know, Cliff Ronnie and I haven't seen in a while. Mm. Yeah. So it, it was just, it was really special, uh, to be a part of that. And, uh, you know, my, my hockey career kind of, uh, reads like the, the, the war of law manual. And, you know, I, I bounced around so many times, but, to be a part of something so special like last night, it was uh, it was pretty pretty neat for me to experience. Did you feel like sometimes in your career bouncing around that you were like in that commercial? Thank you, Detroit. Detroit was <laughs> last night. 
I was, but you, you know, it never bothered. It never bothered me because my dream was to play one game in the NHL, and have, everything after that was gravy. You know, so I was. I always felt fortunate. You know, whether I was playing in the minors or, you know, I think I fooled them for three hundred games in the NHL <laughs> and three hundred minors. So and they paid me to do it. So well, I was. Uh, I was always grateful for you know every opportunity I had. Well, my friend, you definitely uh, you accomplished that dream for sure. So what what do you remember? I mean, I know. 25 years is 25 years ago. And what, what do you remember about that night? What do you, you know, what memories do you have of that first ever home game in the regular season for the Predators? Well, just, just to set the, uh, the record completely straight, I was part of the inaugural team, but not the inaugural night because I got here in February of that inaugural season. Oh, mm. Okay. Okay. So, um, I don't remember that specific night, other than maybe reading about it in the newspaper. But uh, <laughs> I heard a lot about it last night. By the <laughs> way, you just dated the story by saying you read about it in, in the, the newspaper. newspaper. <laughs> yeah, us. right. Yeah. I don't. I don't think everything was online back then. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah. I definitely know yeah, yeah. it was not online. So what? I mean, you've got a unique perspective, Dan, because Barry Trotz was your coach, Andrew Burnett. The current head coach was your teammate. Yeah, what what do you make of kind of the current landscape of kind of the way the Predators organization is set up today? Well, I'll tell you what that that part of it was surreal last night because before we went uh, on the ice for the uh, red carpet uh, drop of the puck, we spent time in uh, Barry's office. So Barry was back there, and you know the thirteen of us, you know former players, and then Andrew Brunet came in, um, and it was you know, just the guys talking. And it, it was weird to remember that, you know, this gentleman who's a current GM was our coach. And then, uh, you know, Brunei was, you know, a teammate of ours. And now he's, he's at the helm. So that, that part of it is surreal. And I don't know that I can really uh, differentiate, you know, them being where they're at today versus what they were when I was with them. Hmm. You know, uh, it, it's definitely odd. You know, now you've got teammates that are in those positions all over the NHL. And, uh, you know, I've always said this from the time I got here is that Barry is equally or better of a human than he is a, a hockey mind. So I've, I respected him from day one. So I'm, I'm glad that he's had the opportunity to come back and, you know, myself, just like everybody else is wishing the team the best. And, you know, they've had glimpses of, uh, you know, greatness throughout the year. And I think that in my personal opinion they've, they've outperformed where i thought that they would have been prior to the season starting because they unloaded so much of the team at the trade deadline last year and then in the off season getting rid of you know duchene and johansson it kind of looked like it was a true rebuilding process and you know the, the guys that they've got in that locker room are, are gelling uh, to a certain extent you know i i think that you they're leaning heavily on a certain number of those players which I don't think you can continue for the rest of the year. So that part of it has to be ironed out. But, you know, they've been a fun product to watch. You know, there's some players that aren't there this year that I don't think a lot of people enjoyed watching. And uh, you can use your own imagination on mm -hmm. who that may be. But, you know, the, the kids at the end of the last year after the trade deadline that went on a streak of, I don't know what they won, 10 out of 12 or 11 out of 15, whatever it was, was incredible. I loved it. And, you know, whether they won or lost, it was just an exciting product on the ice. And I think that that's what hockey fans want to see. 
They want to see effort. They want to see kids working hard. And then, uh, you know, obviously everybody wants to see wins, and you know, I, uh, they've achieved that this year. So I'm, uh, I'm encouraged on the future. They've got a lot of salary cap room, and uh, it's going to be exciting to see what happens for the rest of this year and then in the next year or two. Do you like your former teammates' style as a head coach? Do you like the brand of hockey that they're playing currently? I do. Um, I think that coming into the season, there was so much talk of, you know, this offensive prowess that, you know, he was going to bring. But again, I think that you're uh, handcuffed by the personnel that you've got, and then you've got to massage that into a direction of where you think the team needs to be with an identity. And it took a little while to get that. You had so many new, new pieces of the puzzle to fit in to make that picture, and it doesn't happen overnight. And it's still, it's still in the process right now. But, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I like what he's done with the team, and uh, he's got some good leadership in the locker room. So that, uh, that part of it helps out. And, uh, you know, the, the coach and the GM can only do so much. The players are the ones responsible to go out there and, you know, get the W's and the L's. <laughs> or they get the W's and they're responsible for the L's. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that the, the direction of the team is encouraging. And uh, I, I don't think that the aspirations this year are the Stanley Cup, but uh, that that could be something into the future. Help me with this. So it's kind of along the lines of what you just said about players and coaches. And Justin has heard me say this many times on this show. And lo and behold, it has literally played out. And I said it doesn't happen all the time, obviously, but I've seen it happen so many times over the years, and I don't know what it is about in hockey because you really don't see this to the I, I feel like to the degree I don't have the analytics I don't have the stats to back this up it's just the eye test from watching it over the years hockey is in a unique position this sport where they fire a coach in the middle of the season or the beginning of the season or whatever and they bring in the next guy and all of a sudden they get on a heater and sure enough when Edmonton pulled the plug what, after about 12 games, after about a dozen games, I looked at Justin on this show and I said, well, I've seen this all too many times. You're like, why would you do this with 82 games to, you know, 82 game season? You're doing this after like 12, you got 70 more games. And I'm like, because for whatever reason, I've seen this more times than not. The new guy comes in and everything changes. And sure enough, who's been the hottest team in hockey since they fired their coach? The Edmonton Oilers. How does that happen? Well, 25 and 6 or 26 and 6. Well, you know, I guess that there's multiple components to look at that. First of all, it's not the fact that there was, you know, 60 some odd games left in the season. The expectations for the Edmonton Oilers this year was a contender for the, the Stanley Cup. That was, you know, amongst all the personalities in the sport prior to the season started. You know, they were one of the top three or four teams being predicted to win the Stanley Cup this year. And for whatever reason, they got off to a horrible start. Really, really bad. And I was, you know, my, my fiance is in Edmonton, and I told her, I said, that coach is gone. He needs to go. And I'm not saying it's the coach's fault, but for some reason, that team is severely underperforming. And sometimes it takes something different in that locker room, a different message, a different personality. Uh, it gets guys to not be secure with their position. I don't know. 
But I, I predicted that immediately. I said, that coach has got to go. And it's not that he's bad. Sometimes if you've got a GM that recognizes that, okay, you know what, this is something that has uh, happened and occurred in the past with a positive outcome, let's try it. Because they have too good of a team, especially with Settle and McDavid, um, and Kane and Nugent Hopkins. And so they started out and they had Campbell on the back end, which I think was a big mistake. I don't know why he started the brunt of the majority of the games when the backup was at the All-Star game last year. I mean, um, they should have made that move in the offseason and just, you know, cut their losses. But they didn't. But, uh, you know, the guy looks like Einstein now because it, it has worked. They're on a 13-game win streak. And then they go out and they sign Perry. I'm like, good gravy. Of, of all things, if you're going to do that, keep it quiet until after the streak is over. Right. Because whatever's going on right now, it's working. Don't mess with that. I mean, call it taboo, call it superstition, whatever it is. But holy, trying for allowed it. Uh, 13 games in a row doesn't happen every every decade. For heck, it's only happened once before. They broke the record with the Canadian team, and now they're going after Pittsburgh. But that, to me, was a bit of a blunder. You know, um, I guess it's the land of uh, second chances because they did it with uh, Kane, and now they're doing it with Perry. And I'm not saying that in itself is a bad choice, but didn't you kind of shake your head a little bit when they came out publicly and they said he's going to be in the lineup on Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, how do you do that? You you don't do anything. You don't even breathe differently. You know, whatever chair you sit in at the kitchen table, don't don't alter that because <laughs> it's working. I'm curious. You came into the NHL at a very unique period of time in, in history for the league. And when I say that, what I mean is uh, you are very familiar with how hockey worked, but hockey was a Midwest Canadian and Northeastern type of sport. When you got into the league, of course, you opened up your career in places like uh, Minnesota with the North Stars and then eventually with Hartford and then Calgary where you played a number of years. Then one day, you end up in Dallas. And and this is what happened while you were in the league, good sir. Tampa in 91. Dallas uh, moved from uh, from Minnesota in 93. The uh, Panthers uh, made their... Uh, uh, Mark made in 93 as well. Then you had the Carolina Panthers make their move in 97 and Nashville in 98. The entire Southern kaboom happened. Well, Columbus early in the South. Columbus Columbus is in the Midwest. Yeah, Yeah, Columbus is in the Midwest. But you're talking about that's five teams in the South while you were there. What was your impressions of a place like Nashville uh, and, and just these Southern cities in general? Um, as a guy who has grown up, you know, in the Midwest and and played hockey and in the hockey culture, which we were still trying to develop one at the time. Well, I can uh, I can answer that very easily and honestly. I took uh, I took the Florida stuff in stride. I mean, it was kind of some excitement within the league. It's like, man, we get to go down to some warm uh, places to play hockey. Was it a little different? Sure, but you know, there was a little bit of uh, giddiness. Uh, within the locker room for that. And then along comes, I don't know if it was in 96 or 97 they, that they announced uh, Nashville. And I will put my foot in my mouth and I'll eat my crow and say that I was 
the wrongest person, even though that's not the correct way to say that, I was completely off base because my misconception of Nashville was that it was a bunch of uh, hillbillies. And uh, I think I can say that now because I am a Nashvilleian <laughs> of 25 years at least. And the reason I say that is is that all the other places around the country or the world, uh, if you're a Canadian, you play all across Canada. If you're an American, you predominantly play in Chicago, uh, Michigan, New York, uh, Connecticut, you know, Philadelphia. Those parts are known for, for hockey growing up. Mm-hmm. Nobody had ever really been to Nashville, and I know that they had a minor league team here, but within the ranks of what my experience had been and most people that were in Dallas at the time were like, what? Are you kidding me? Nashville is getting a team? You know, somebody either got blackmailed. So or wait, hold on. The people in Dallas who just got a team themselves were saying, <laughs> "How did the people in Nashville get a team?" Yeah, because it, they had they had some minor league teams uh, all scattered out throughout, and they had the Houston uh, they had a Houston team for a while. So it wasn't yeah. okay. It wasn't a unique in Texas that uh, you know hockey was in Tennessee. Uh, so, yes, it, it was very unique in the guys in Dallas. And, and it wasn't necessarily saying the guys in Dallas being Texans. This is in the locker room. I so see. So you got NHL okay. players. And I, remember, I remember everybody's like, man, that team's never going to make it. They'll be gone in two or three years. That was the biggest blunder the NHL's ever made. 25 years later, I look back at that, and I'm like, yep. I, uh, I had no idea what I was talking about because I'd never been here. And I had seen a lot of places, and I can say this, with all honesty, this is the best place I've ever been, you know, to raise a family, the cost of living, the quality of people, uh, on and on and on is just such a great place that, uh, you know, it's on the world map now as, as a tourist destination. So the secret's out, which I wish it wasn't to the extent that it is, but, uh, so yeah, that's the long answer. And, um, I, I think that everybody was shocked that uh, Nashville did get the team, and I think they're equally as shocked that you know the success that they've had, especially with the fan turnout. You know, some of the best fans in the league. In fact, you you guys can remember back in uh, seventeen during the Stanley Cup that that's the first time I'd ever ex- experienced standing up for a game from start to finish. Mm. So, yeah, pretty neat stuff. Yeah, energy in the building. Uh, You've played there on the ice. Um, I've been there a lot. Darren has been there a lot, but I've I've never been down. Well, that's not true. I've been down on the ice with with Nash. He taught me how to s- slide across the ice one morning. That was fun. Um, but you know what makes the building? And you've played in a lot of arenas. What make Bridge? What makes Bridgestone Arena the 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 place that it is? I mean, because it it really is a unique place. And I hear it from so many people, and we got a lot of hate at first, so people didn't get it. But but as someone who's played in lots and lots of arenas, what makes 501 Broadway a, such a special place? Well, I, I think it's evolved. Uh, from the beginning, there wasn't very much experience or background with hockey, and it was new. And people were excited on something new. And then that, uh, you know, the culture of that beginning, I think, has evolved into what we see today. So there wasn't this stigma attached to the game of hockey that you had all these connoisseurs like in uh, Montreal or Toronto, uh, even in Detroit, that it's all corporate, you know, season tickets, you sit on your hands, you study the game, you politely clap. 
that that was never the existence of the fan base here in Nashville, and it, it developed into its own style. And uh, you know, I think it's still evolving. You know, you've got different chants that come out every once in a while. How those ever originated, I don't know, but I love them because they're unique. And I think that that's uh, that's what makes the the experience at Bridgestone. And, and it isn't just the game itself; it's what happens in between whistles. And you know, they've done a great job for the entertainment value for you know a family experience with kids and you know the jumbotron. So it. Uh, I, I enjoy going. My kids enjoy going, and it's uh, it's a pretty neat place to visit. Dan, great stuff. I hope you guys had a blast last night. Like I said, I know other than the outcome of the game, uh, it looked like it was a, a fun, fun evening to be had. Uh, thanks for doing this. Good to catch up with you, and let's do it again soon. Darren, always a great pleasure talking to you, and uh, I wish you guys the best. Have a great rest of your evening. Thank you. You too. That is Dan Kesmer. I uh, appreciate him joining us. Talking about this Predators team uh, cool. that will get back out on the road. Right now, they currently sit fourth in uh, they're in the Central Division with 51 points. Winnipeg, Colorado, and Dallas have a firm, tight grip up at the top as the top three. <laughs> but uh, next up is Nashville and Arizona and kind of St. Louis battling for that fourth spot. And right now, the Predators currently have it. We'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the hour. If you want to get involved in the show, 615 844 5600. We'll be right back. You enjoy the thrill of gambling, but what happens when it becomes a problem? Whether you want to cut back or quit gambling altogether, the Gambling Clinic has been helping people change their gambling for over two decades. We're here to help, not to judge. The Gambling Clinic is a Tennessee-based clinic offering in-person and telehealth support to help people win back their life. Visit us at thegamblingclinic.com. This project is funded by the Tennessee Department of Mental Health and Substance Abuse Services. We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness that is life, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Mokara Spa is Nashville's highest quality quality self-care oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Makara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown. Wesley Financial Group is not a law firm. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. The crazy thing is, this never ends. Even when you die, your family's now going to be stuck with this burden. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. 
If we take you as a client, I guarantee we'll cancel your timeshare or you'll pay nothing. Call for your free information kit. 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. 800-462-3333. And now, J.B. Roofing is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways, keep an eye out for kids at play, and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by J.B. Roofing, serving the area for 20 years. For all your residential roofing needs, give the pros a call today at 629-246-7693. 629-246-7693. That's J.B. Roofing, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care. It's a Bill King show. Brad, when that news hit, how did you respond? What were your thoughts? I'm always thinking betting first, but from a historical aspect, you know, there used to be debate as far as who the greatest is. It Bear Bryant is it Nick Saban. To me, it's Nick Saban, and I'm not a guy that lives in the moment. I just think Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time. Weekday mornings beginning at 6 on Sports Radio 560 on 95.9 FM. The McFarland Show, video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare Studio. 844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. Appreciate Dan Kesmer, original Pred, joining us. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, let's go to the phones. we got some people who want to talk. I cannot believe we didn't hear from this guy yesterday. He was busy. I mean, he must have been doing his own parade. He's doing the calls. His I mean, doctors. we He's heard from intern call. Alec. We heard from Michigan down in the borough. We what? even heard from Eric in Columbia, which we found out is a huge Lions fan. Yeah. And busy. we didn't hear from Dr. Detroit. Busy. I forgive you, Doc. It's TD, okay. what's up? Uh, I guess I'll still let me absorb in. <laughs> Man, I thought you would be like calling it 201. Yesterday, yeah, I, yeah, I uh, well, actually, I, yeah, I've been on a few errands yesterday, but no, I, I, a thousand pardons for uh, unexcusable absentees from the good doctor. Uh, it, it took you to Tuesday to come down from the high, right from uh, <laughs> from the weekend. Yeah, and, and hey, you know, like I, I think I said on Friday's program, I, I'm feeling this high, like I'm actually in Detroit, just like we got when the Predators were fighting for the Lord Stanley Cup. Uh, it's it's the most incredible feeling, guys. I uh, just floating, man. Yeah. Just, uh, well, you should yeah. be. You should be, man. Soak it yeah, in. Without, yeah, without being on the Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah, I'm floating alcohol and <laughs> narcotic free. So uh, <laughs> I love that movie, though. God, that movie's hilarious. It is. Oh, my it's a, it's hey, a good so uh, I, I just oh, I looked on my phone. The the action packed cast. Not only just showed up for the Lions' first playoff when the Rams came to town, but second when we had Bob Seeger and everybody. And real quick, uh, the first Lions game, I took my ex exorcist on Thanksgiving Day. Uh, I was on the outside row, and uh, this usher said, uh, Hey, Bob Seeger's sitting 23 rows in front of you. And you could just tell from the back of his head and his hair is like, Man, that's Bob Seeger. God, man, how cool is that, you know? Uh, but yeah, um, Eminem's been there for both games, and uh, I'll tell you what's been cool is them showing, and I'm gonna—I don't remember his name, and I apologize. Nope. But the guy, the fan that they keep showing, mm-hmm. 
Oh, the guy that's the guy been there been, from the beginning? Oh. Yeah, guy has had season tickets for, for like, 65 years. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 He was there yeah. in the last 80s. championship in 57. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was there. Yeah, he's in his 80s, like pushing 90, and he's yeah. sitting right yeah. there. Like, I think that's so cool. I think that's it's, awesome. It's remarkable. I mean, there's it, something of that nature that's remarkable. Real quick, um, I took a road trip to Detroit in 99 just to go to Tiger Stadium one last time. And uh, I was talking to some fans about the new MGM Grand Casino that just opened up there. And uh, this family is 16. Their grandfather, so once again, it's back in 99. In 99, he's been in season ticket order for 44 years for Tigers baseball. I mean, that's remarkable. But they're like, uh, good luck. You're on about a six-hour wait to get in. So, um, But, uh, yeah, uh, that story that I witnessed in my uh, real life being at uh, Old Tiger Stadium and uh, you know the guy on TV being a season ticket sixty five years yeah I mean, that's amazing accomplishment crazy but, yeah. I, but I was I was going to retort on Stephen A Smith's big loud donkey mouth no I'm not rude I didn't say the A word I substituted for the animal Jeez. donkey Jeez. but um it, just time of courtesy uh you know I sometimes I I dig them. You know, he, he can be a comedian. He can be pretty hilarious. But, you know, analyze your thoughts before you talk, which a lot of times none of them do. But uh, it came back to bite them big time. It did. Uh, did y'all hear about the firing of the uh, Milwaukee uh, Bucks coach? Yep. Yep. Dude, what? I, their second, I think, second best record in the NBA. Yeah, they were supposed to be undefeated. At the midway Apparently. Point. <laughs> Underachieved. They, they lost 13 times. That's not good Underachievement. Enough. So the coach has got to put them like in a, uh, a prison camp and uh, punish them until they play better defense? I don't know. I, I, yeah, but real quick, they dropped from last year they were fourth best defense. Now they're 22nd. But, um, yeah, it's crazy. Hey, I'll let you guys go and move on. But, thank um, you, Didi. Yeah, thank you. Thank Soak you. it in, man. Thank you, sir. Uh, what a, yeah, NBA. So Bucks fire there. Their head coach, 43 games into the season. They're in second place in the East. Uh, Joel Embiid had 70 points last night on the anniversary of Kobe's 81-point mm-hmm. performance. And Carl to, Anthony Towns. Yeah, it lost in the shuffle. Yeah. Had 62. 62. In a loss. Yeah. Lost yeah. against Charlotte. They lost. Yeah. <laughs> After scoring 62. Is he the only one who scored? He needs to call Michael, Michael Jordan and ask him, how do you deal with that? Jeez. I scored 62 and we lost. How, uh, how do you... Let's, let's sneak uh, another one in. Please. Uh, we got loading lines. Uh, Doug. Doug, what's up? Hey, man. Uh, listening to your guest describing Callahan and how things are going to go, and you guys put out three Hall of Fame running backs and, and kind of said things are going to change. And I said, wow, he didn't even think that was a big deal. But I think for the first time in this town, you will see wide receiver jerseys <laughs> surpass the sales <laughs> of running back jerseys. <laughs> Well, he certainly, he certainly painted yeah. that picture, didn't he? He did. Yeah, that's no, why he, I was like, can you repeat what you just said? <laughs> Brian Callahan said uh, that he will put a premium, a heavy, yeah. heavy premium on the wide receiver Times position. Times are changing. Yeah. Okay? So, you know, uh, I better get the memories ready to go. You better, you know, download whatever runs that you see. It, it's and, and that's the reason I laid it out the way I did. Because we have been used to watching power running football for the last 25 years up and down that field. It is all going away. Well, it's not like this franchise hasn't been drafting receivers. 
They just have failed miserably well, on receivers. What's the and philosophy so, in drafting the receivers, though? I, do we draft them to do what? I, uh, so, I guess block. It, <laughs> hey, it's a new day. Yeah. It's a new day. I just hope Brian and Rand can do a better job than the last 25 years of drafting receivers. It's clearly a new day. Yeah. All right, we'll come back. Nate, we'll get to you before we get out of here. Final break. McFarland Show on this Tuesday, Nashville Sports Radio. It's just a few cocktails at happy hour. There aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal. It was just a few drinks. I'm good. Hey, I can hold my liquor. I drink and drive all the time. If you put away some drinks, put away your keys. Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same, but is 95% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to hymns.com slash joy. Through hymns, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands at up to 95% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but for 95% less. It's the same medication, still prescribed by a licensed medical provider, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit, H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. Gas, groceries, utilities, you name it. The price of everything is going up, and if you're stuck in a bad timeshare with rising maintenance fees... The financial burden can be crushing. It is time to get your finances in order and get the real facts about that timeshare that you are stuck in and your options to get rid of it. Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group, has been helping families out of horrible timeshares for over 10 years and has put together a complete timeshare exit information kit that he will send you absolutely free. To date, over 30,000 families have trusted Wesley Financial Group to help them out of financial hardship by getting them out of bad timeshares. Get the facts about how the timeshare industry works and your options for cancellation. Simply call Wesley now for your free timeshare exit kit and see how you can become timeshare free. Call 800-462-3333. That's 800-462-3333. Once again, 800-462-3333. And now, the fine folks at Nick's Construction and Remodeling are on the air reminding motorists to slow down on our roads. Keep an eye out for kids at play and never text and drive. It can wait. This message courtesy of Nick's Construction and Remodeling, serving the area with quality and pride. Call Nick's Construction and Remodeling today at 931-952-9587. 931-952-9587 for all your interior and exterior construction and remodeling needs. That's Nick's Construction and Remodeling. They do it all. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Their offensive system is way outdated. It's, it's in the same folder with beepers, VHS, Super Tech Mobile, payphones. It's in the same category. Mr. Gaddy's Pizza Man Buffet. Great. Fantastic. It's in the same folder. Fantastic. I love that buffet. It was great. The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR. 
Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. 615-844-5600. Sometimes, most of the time, I'm glad that we're not on air during breaks. Yeah. This past break, I kind of wish that was on air. That no, I don't. That no. would have been fun. No. Uh, let's go down to Columbia. Let's go to Nate. Nate, what's up? <laughs> what's up, guys? Um, with how much Justin's been saying, the times are go- or the times are changing. Times are changing. Uh, times are changing. Dude, we got new risk. DJ Damon should have brought us back at least once with the Bob Dylan. The times are changing song. Well, he doesn't have options like that. He can't do that. Yeah, technically. Mm. So DJ Damon's a little bit limited. He's limited on some yeah. of the things he can do. Okay. But that is a good That's suggestion, though. I get it. But um, so going back to y'all's interview y'all had with the former Preds player, have y'all ever, and from what y'all know or maybe have researched, has a coach ever dropped the puck for the ceremonial puck drop? I don't know. And coach the game? Nate, that is so weird that you said. I swear to you. Huh. Uh, that is crazy. Huh. I, I actually thought the same thing last night. I don't know the answer. I got distracted afterwards, and I never even went to look it up or talk to anybody or watch social media to see if anybody else said that out loud. Wouldn't you think Scotty Bowman may have done it? No. No? No. No. You wouldn't Not, do that kind of no. thing? No. Like Andrew Burnett, the active head coach, yeah. to literally then walk back to the bench and then coach a game in the that, NHL? That's what I'm saying. You don't think they would have honored him uh, maybe at one point and then he went back to the bench? I, mean, no, I, I don't no. know. I don't know. I don't, I mean, I don't Just know. throwing things out Justin, there. I don't, I don't know. know. That's okay. why I'm intrigued by this because uh, I actually thought the same thing. Just that thinking Nate did. possible people who may have done it. But yeah. anyway. And it's it's not a game. It's the game that he dropped the ceremonial puck for. But I did ask the uh, Elliot Freeman and Jeff Merrick, the Thirty Two Thoughts podcast, so maybe mm-hmm. they'll pick my question on Friday. Oh, did, we'll so see. you did? You did? Okay, good. I, hey, keep mm-hmm. us both. Like, I want to know if they they answer that because I I would love to know. I actually thought that was like it's not like the craziest thing ever, but it, that thought did cross my mind. Like, I don't remember Barry Trotz or Peter Barry Trotz, Peter Laviolette, and John Hines never mm-hmm. dropped a puck before. A Predators game. I feel pretty good about that. Yeah. Do you do you feel the same way, Nate? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Y- y'all have a great evening, guys. All right, you too. All man. right, thank you, Nate. That's thank interesting. It is interesting to think about. I'm just, you know, I don't think it's happened in Predators history, but I'm just trying to think of who else may have yeah. done it around the league. And, you know, legendary coach maybe on their way out last couple of games. I don't know. But drop the puck while he's the coach? I mean, don't you wait till afterwards? You would think. Yeah, that's just... I, I don't know. I don't, I, actually, I, I'll be curious if he gets an answer on that. It's a it's weird a really, circumstances. Yeah, it's an interesting question. It's All like right. having an active player do the coin flip. Time to change it in Nashville. But not this show. We'll be back tomorrow. Yes. Don't forget, Bill Keen starts things off at 6 a.m., followed by Greg and John, 9 to 11. And then we'll be here on Hog Day, starting at 2. We'll see you then. Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show.